Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. This is episode 50. We've done it. Half a century. Um, episode 50 of Trost Talk. This one, I will be talking specifically about something um, fighter pay, uh, particularly in the UFC. Um, but first, as always, I would like to give a shout out to my Instagram profile. Start following it, people. Really could use the followers. Don't mind if you see an old lady commenting on everything. It's my grandmother. Just let her have it. She, you know, she's older and she loves me and I'm her only grandson. So treat her with care and understand if you cross her, you cross me. Really, you just don't want to cross her. I mean, she's Italian and knows everybody in Santa Barbara. She will ruin people's lives. She's done it for less. Uh, so if you mess with me... She's a path you do not want to cross. Um, also, Teespring. Link is in my bio of my Instagram. Um, go ahead and get a shirt, guys. Uh, it's, uh, you know, be nice if you guys would do that a little more. But that's just me. Um, so some recent news. Uh, my girl just got her tits done. Um, you know, it was weird because like I've taken her to her checkup appointments. Uh, I've, I've met her doctor. Um, he is a medical student from John Hopkins University. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that is like one of the most prestigious medical schools in the nation. Um, we are not on the same level, he and I. Uh, I figured that out when I showed up in... A teal sweatshirt, slides, and navy blue basketball shorts. And he walked in, and he had $1,000 loafers on and a 7K suit. Really, when I when I saw that, it, I just immediately thought I should have taken school more serious. Um, so that was... You know, a bitter pill to swallow. Um, and then to make matters worse, he made my girlfriend's tits look really good. But I cannot do anything with her or with them for like two months. So I've been masturbating a lot. That's been uh, the only thing I can really to keep myself from, you know, just imploding. Um... And, uh, yeah, it's like, I, you know, a great analogy is it's like being stuck in the Sahara Desert with a frozen water bottle, but you're not allowed to drink that water until the ice is completely melted. So it's been a little rough. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's been really rough. But they look like they're going to be great. Right now, they're a little damaged, I won't lie. Like, she's got a lot of gauze on them. It's a healing process, so, you know, got to give her a pass. Um, what else? What else? That's about it, really. Um... Oh, coming up soon, I will be having my my buddy, you, as you know, Bear Jew, he will be on the show soon. He and I are going to be doing a, a political podcast. Uh, I know I generally say that I'm going to stay away from those, but you know what? With everything kind of going on, I feel like some things need to be said. Uh, you know, Democrats really screwing up the country, and you are probably shaking your head listening to this going, Ugh, you know, what a Republican. Yeah, well, you are. Uh, and if you think you're not, then you're just so blinded and indoctrin- indoctrinated that you just are a lost cause, and I pity you. Um, you know, you guys are at fault. That's that. We'll get into it when I'm with Bulls, and uh, he and I will be doing a political podcast. And you guys will see that even though we are both conservative, we will have disagreeing points on many of things. Um, and we won't get hostile with each other. So, you're going to enjoy that. Um, But today, I I really want to focus on one thing and one thing only, and that is fighter pay in the UFC. Now, somebody who's kind of bringing this up, as much as I do not like him or respect anything that he has done, uh, Jake Paul has brought this up. And, um, you know, to be honest, I think he's brought it up more so because he's talked a lot of shit to UFC fighters. And so now he's saying this, somebody who he has a shit ton of money. He is saying all this because he just doesn't want to get met in the street by any of these guys and just get absolutely wrecked. That's just, that's the simple truth of the matter. Um, he, that that's really why he's doing this. And he, he can say it till he's blue in the face that no, he, he really feels about this way. He doesn't, he doesn't give a shit about you. He doesn't give a shit about any of them. Um, uh, but I will say he is right on it. Uh, the UFC is wildly underpaid. You have people who are making, and I want to get her name right. So give me one second. But the reason I just want to get her name right is she is uh, somebody who recently just fought. And um, yeah, her name is... Cheyenne buys. Um, now she is just an example that I'm going to use, but she is somebody who, in my opinion, is probably a run of the mill that you are going to see in the UFC. Um, let me turn my mic down just a tad. There we go. Well, yeah, that'll be fine. Um, and the reason being is, you know, she, in the interview, she was she she became famous because not famous. Uh, let me rephrase this: she became a storyline because she cried after um, after the whole main event or the whole fight night had ended. She became uh, a storyline because she cried when she got the performance bonus because she had worked super hard. It was an emotional thing for her and. You know, it was something that she really needed. It was, she's talked about how she pretty much, to move out to her, where she was training, it cost her a lot of money. 
and the 50K was really going to help her. And, um, you know, she was breaking down her fighter pay, and she was making 10K to show, 10K if she wins, and that's it. And you get 50K if you get a performance bonus. So if she doesn't get that, she's going into a cage with another woman who is going to try and hurt her, and she's walking out if she wins with $20,000. Mind you, that's going to get taxed heavily. And she also has to pay out her gym and her manager. So what are you really getting? Maybe eight, ten k, maybe. Um, that's sad, man. It's sad. And the reason I think this is an issue is because you know, uh, Big John McCarthy and Josh Thompson they have talked about this before, and they make this point, and it's a good point, and it's, it's one that I agree with that these people are professionals. They are the top of the line fighters. They are the top fighters in the world. The fact that these people, some of them, have to work a second job or they are struggling to make money is absolutely wild. And then you have Dana White making asshole comments like, I don't know what she's complaining about. She made 80K and actually, I don't think he blamed her. Said I don't want to. I don't want to put words in his mouth. But he said he got. You know, he was defending himself, saying she's made 80k in six months. Yeah, 50k of that was because of a performance bonus because she landed a beautiful high kick on somebody who was getting up and knocked her out. Odds are she doesn't land that and just wins the fight. You ain't giving her a performance bonus, and she's made 30k in six months. And it's absolutely absurd. These people are professional levels. So I've done some research. I've done some research, and now me personally, I'll get into this later. Um, actually, I, I, I probably should start here, to be honest. Um, so me personally, I think that the minimum contract a UFC fighter should be making is $50,000 just to show. Now, if you think that's too much, okay, you can argue that in another way. But you're going to hear my argument for fifty k right now. So let's say they get 50K to show up and they get 50K to win. And then you possibly get performance bonuses, right? How often are these fighters fighting? Now, the average is three to four times a year. Now, I'm going to break this down to everything that I'm going to be comparing it to is a fighter going and fighting five times and getting three performance bonuses which in a year, which is a lot. So this would be, in my opinion, the very upper echelon of the for the UFC and like Dana White's money pro things, like their worst case scenario. But this would be the best case scenario possible for a fighter: is you win all five fights and you get three performance bonuses at fifty k. What does that do? That means you have made. 650,000 before taxes and paying out your gym, you would have made 65 or $650,000. And I'm going to I want to go ahead and say this again for those of you who may be arguing or upset, which is just asinine to me that you would even think that they're they're paid fine. Everybody even even prelim. So I'm saying like the first fight on a prelim card on a fight night, that guy should be getting paid 50k to show up. Just to show up. Now, five fights is a lot of fights. You want to know the last person I know of who fought five times was Kevin Holland. 
and it was crazy. And a lot of people were talking about how active of a fighter he was because he fought five times. And I think he even won maybe two performance bonuses. So Kevin Holland is pretty much this example. And there's not a lot of Kevin Hollands out there. There's not. And the odds of somebody going 5-0, and also not very high. Here's another thing. If this person won five fights in a row in that year and got three performance bonuses, their next contract would be buco fucking bucks. Buco fucking bucks. I am telling you. That would be a prospect everybody would be looking out for. Everybody would be like, holy shit, look at this guy. He just won five fights this year, got three performance bonuses. So this example that I'm going to be doing all these comparisons to is literally the one of the best years that somebody at this fighter pay could be having. All right? <clears throat> so the lowest salary in the MLB... The lowest paid player is got a contract for five hundred and seventy thousand and five hundred dollars. Five hundred and seventy thousand five hundred dollars a year. That is the lowest contract in the MLB. So this person who would be making six hundred and fifty K off a remarkable UFC season, where does that where do you think that makes him rank in the MLB? That would have him ranked 674th in the MLB. In the MLB. Now, the NFL. The minimum league contract is 660K league minimum in the NFL. Now, not all contracts are guaranteed, but people making the minimum, they generally get their whole pay. The lowest contract in the NFL right now, signed to date, the person making the least amount of money, I think it's like seven people tied for this though, but the lowest contract in the NFL right now is $990,000. The best season that a fighter on a minimum contract could probably have wouldn't even be ranked in the NFL. Not even ranked. So I go, hmm, let's make something a little more comparable. What does a practice squad player make in the NFL? If you are in the practice squad and you've only been in the league for a minimum of two years or less, and this is a minimum contract, by the way, which means you could negotiate more, you could get more than this. Your minimum contract is $364,800. If you have been in the league for more than two years on the practice squad, $403,300. And if you've been in the practice squad for more than five years, you are looking at a minimum contract of $1.2 million. Now, more than two years, the $403,300, more or less, is probably what the average fighter I would say would be making it'd probably be actually closer to the person making less than two, the practice squad player who's been in the league less than two years. The average fighter at 50 K a year is probably making. So let's go to another league, the NBA league minimum for a rookie. 
898,310K if you're a rookie. The lowest contract right now in the NBA, a player is getting 925,258,000. That's the lowest contract in the NBA right now. The league average for the NBA G League contract is 390K. Now, you might be thinking, Kyle, those are the three biggest sports in the NFL or in in the uh in the world. Each of them are well over billion dollar revenue companies. I believe those three companies average well over five billion dollars a year in revenue. Okay. Let's go to a lesser league. Still making billions. The NHL. The lowest salary in the NHL. is the lowest contract in the NHL. Again, five fights, all wins, three performance bonuses. That's getting you $650,000. You are still, what is that? That is quick math. That is 67 roughly thousand dollars below the lowest salary in the NHL now okay still a it's still a league that is making around four billion five billion dollars in revenue okay let's go to another league how about the MLS they're roughly a billion dollars a year what do you think the lowest contract is in the MLS 63,000 547. Okay, maybe that looks a little more appealing. 63,000. Where do you think that killer of a year for a play for a minimum contract fighter, five fights, five wins, three performance bonuses, where do you think that ranks in the MLS? Top 10, you think? Top 5 maybe? Or maybe you're more conservative and you're thinking top 20. Wrong. Wrong. That would be the 47th highest ranked salary in the MLS. You're barely making top 50 with that. And mind you, again, I want to repeat this. That would be the best and ultimate year for a fighter. Five fights, five wins, three performance bonuses. These numbers that I'm putting in comparison would be the best year for a fighter. And we all know that that's not happening. You're more than likely getting somebody who's getting three fights. Even if you want to say four, he's maybe going four and oh. It happens, especially if you're a really good fighter. Where you might, what are you probably going to see? Maybe two and two. Shaquan Barkley. I think that was his name. No, that's the basketball, the football player. Um, the guy who fought Kevin Holland and then he had that spinning KO. Something Barkley. I, I don't, I keep, I think it is Shaquan. Uh, yeah, Saquon is the running back. Uh, he four fights last year, went two and two. That's about standard. Let's say he even goes three and one, right? Like you can see the numbers are different. I am giving a best possible comparison, a best possible year for a fighter and comparing these to other sports. So now you're like, well, Kyle, what about something within the same revenue? Okay. 
the sport that has so the UFC pulled in last year nine hundred and eighty million dollars in total revenue. Okay. That would be an exact comparison to the Indian Premier Cricket League. And this best year for a UFC fighter, this best year, would still be like 52nd in the, in the Indian Premier Cricket League. Yeah. Sit on that one for a little bit. We'll let that marinate in your brain over there. So here's what I say. Right now, the UFC has 736 fighters. They had a total revenue of $980 million last year. They paid the fighters. They paid out fighters $196 million. That's 20% of their total revenue. 20%. 20% of their total revenue went to the fighters. Obviously, some of that revenue gets taxed. They have other expenses they got to pay. I get that. And then you got the top guys. Dana White's net worth is half a billion. I know net worth is not money in the bank. I understand that. He could have made a lot, a lot of money outside through investments. I understand that. But the guy is getting paid. And he's a promoter. If revenue is the issue, do your job as a promoter and make more money. Now, I'm not saying that... And here, here's the other thing. They have 736 fighters. I think they just cut... Like oh, like well over 200 fighters. They were, I think, last year, like around 900. I personally think that you could cut the roster down to 660, maybe even 600. Each division has 50 fighters. You have eight men divisions, and you have three. I know there's technically four with the bantamweight, but they have like six fighters at bantamweight in the UFC. They don't even have a top 10 for the women's bantamweight. So you really have three. You have the strawweight, flyweight, and uh, the bantamweight. Sorry, featherweight. Featherweight's the one where they have barely any fighters. They probably are just going to strip that belt. So you have three women's divisions, and you have eight men's divisions. Now, I understand that some divisions could have more top-tier talent, like lightweight, for instance. The average body size of a person's more about the lightweight division. You know, these guys are walking around 170, 180. They're like 5'9 to 5'11. It's pretty much the average person, so you're probably going to have a bigger pool to, to get from. So maybe you give them 60 fighters, 70 fighters. 660 comes from each division, including women, 60 fighters in each division. You have a top 15. You would still have, what is that, 45 people who are not ranked. Plenty of people to fight about. Maybe you have 50 flyweights in the men's division, and so you get like 70 lightweight fighters. Still a lot of matchmaking you can make. So I, I I mean I and I have no problem with I have no problem with the UFC if they're gonna spend money like this if they want to have a shorter leash with cutting fighters I'm okay with that because I do agree that if they're gonna pay you you have to earn it so you have to go out there and perform you have to go out there make sure you got a good record take it more serious I don't understand how you're paying fighters 10k to show up 10k if they win. And they got to grind it out when they're at the, they are in the highest possible division of MMA. They're, it gets no bigger than the UFC. Why are you making people grind it out for money? 
and just to get by. That doesn't make any sense to me. So what you need is you need to pay these you need to pay these fighters more. That's simply put. And you can have a shorter leash with them. I'm fine with that. Hey, if they get they fight four times and they go fucking zero and four, boom out. I understand that. Or if they go zero and three, boom out. You're not worth paying. I'm not going to pay you 150k a year for you to get skunked three times or three times in a year. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, it. And here's another thing. Here's a number. The bottom half. Let's say the bottom half of the fighters right now would make of the 736. If they all had this year, if they all had that magnificent year, five fights, five wins, three performance bonuses, it would be. It would cost the UFC. Two hundred thirty-nine million two hundred thousand dollars, and that would be with all of the bottom fifty percent going five fights, five wins, three performance bonuses, which you know is impossible because someone's got to lose the fight, so that's not going to happen. And you're only giving out two performance bonuses per event and one fight of the night, so you get three opportunities of an extra fifty k. It means not generally a card is like 10 to 12 people. So you're looking at anywhere from seven to nine fighter fights, meaning what is that? Uh, 14 to 18 fighters on the card are not getting that 50 K. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I, it doesn't make any sense to me and I don't understand it where they're like, Oh, they know it. Like Dana White's sitting there on this fucking Hill. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, they know what they're signing up for. It's like, yeah, they know what they're fucking signing up for. They're trying to make more money, but you are the top of the line. Now, if you're on the regional circuit, go suck a dick. You don't, like, that's you grinding it out. That's you grinding it out. These fighters have grinded, grinded it out to get to the top league, and they are now getting paid 10 fucking K to show up. That, you should be ashamed of yourself, UFC. Absolutely ashamed of yourself. And maybe, and I'm all for, I'm not even saying that the top athletes need to to get their pay increased. I'm fine with, like, Kamaru Usman, I think, was, he made, in his last UFC, um, in his last UFC title fight, he made $1.5 million. I don't think he needs to make more. I think that's fine. I'm not saying that these top, like, there's going to be this thing, well, oh, if we increase the minimum, then everybody else has got to increase. No, like, that doesn't mean that. You can, I'm fine with a, a top 15 guy making 100K to show and 100K to if he wins, and then he has a possibility of, you know, uh, another 50K bonus. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not saying you have to increase the, even the top half of these fighters. I do think there needs to be a good pay increase. If, you, if you're in the top 15, you obviously deserve it. If you make the top 10, you obviously deserve a pay cut or a pay increase. And if you're the champion, you definitely deserve a pay increase i think what i just saw a report where Ciro gone in his last fight he just won the inner interim championship which i've already ranted about being a bullshit title fight and he walked away with like three hundred thousand dollars that's a lot of money don't get me wrong but you're the, he's this guy's a top contender he was ranked third in the world in the heavyweight division and he just won the title and the dude's walking out with three hundred twenty thousand. like Minimum contract, I think, at once you are champion, is 500k to show. I could be making that up. I think that's great. I don't think that needs to be increased. I don't think 
you know, I don't think top 10 really even needs to be increased or top 15 should be a jump. Sure. Sure. Maybe minimum contract is a hundred, hundred K to show if you're in the top 15, which means like, if you're not in the top 15, the wiggle room is not a lot there. So, you know, you make, if you're making a minimum of 50 K and you're not in the top 15, like your contracts that you're renegotiating, you're not going to get more money. Like not much more. Like say you get your three fights, you win, you're still not ranked and you have like two fights on your contract. You do your next year, you do another two, you know, and you want to renegotiate your contract. You're not going to be looking at being there like, well, come on, man, I'm four and one, like 500 K. Like, no, like you're, you probably, if you're not ranked, you're, Unless you're like somebody like a Sean O'Malley who's like literally bringing in the high numbers, those people, those are exceptions to the rule because those guys are bringing in the money, you know. Uh, But you're probably looking at like maybe a pay increase to seventy five, right? Like you're not going to be you're you're going to be working with really small margins of increase. But at least these people have a salary they can live off of. They deserve to get paid. You know, I saw somebody was arguing like, oh well, they're making that would be more than in one fight just to show up. That would be making the equivalent of what like the average employee makes in a year. It's like right, but they're not the average employee. Like your store manager is not going into work and possibly getting a concussion. If you were if you were a coder, I think the average coder, the average accountant is $67,000 I believe out of college. That's the average accountant. If you were a top 736 accountant in the world, you really think you'd be getting paid only 67,000? Absolutely fucking not. Absolutely fucking not. You wouldn't. And you know you wouldn't. So I don't I don't understand that argument. It's a, it's just retarded. And these guys are professionally at these guys are professional athletes. They're not the, these people are not your run of the mill mill person. They're not professional. There's they do things that you could never imagine to do. I hold the same argument. I I think some of the NBA players are overpaid, but I get it. I get why people are paying LeBron James forty two million a year because LeBron James does things that maybe two other people in the world can fucking do. These fighters, I'm okay if the UFC, if they were to like, I know they wouldn't adopt this plan because who's, I understand that. Like, it's just me ranting on a podcast. Like, they're not like, oh, you know, this guy on Trost Talk, he makes a great fucking point. Let's change everything. I'm not, I'm not blind to that fact. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to be doing some groundbreaking work here, but I would be okay if you cut the roster to 600. I'm okay. Like it's the top top of the food chain. These guys deserve to get paid like it. So if you want to make it harder to make the league than the top of the food chain, okay, that's fair. That's fair. But you can't be having people making 10k to show up and you are literally it doesn't get any higher. There isn't a league higher than that and you're paying these people 10k to show up. You should be ashamed of yourself. Absolutely ashamed of yourself. Alrighty, folks. That's it for me today. Um, another thing coming up soon. I've got, uh, you know, I, I already mentioned I'm doing the political podcast, but I do have with my buddy Chris Del Bene, we will be doing an NFL podcast. We will be breaking down the entire, we'll be talking about standout players we want to talk about. Um, we'll be talking about, you know, we'll be breaking down each division, giving playoff predictions, divisional uh, predictions. Uh, Super Bowl predictions. We'll be going over every single team, you know, players that have switched teams, what we think that team will look like, 
what we think the team, uh, you know, who lost the players would look like, things like that. It's going to be great. Um, so give it a listen. Um, other than that, I love you all. You know, I hate ending these things and don't really know how, so I'm just going to press stop.